right now on the Ringer Gambling Feed and all throughout the entire month of August, the East Coast Bias Boys are getting you ready to bet the NFL this season. We're going through each and every single division and revealing our favorite futures, predicting division winners, and even giving you some award winners. Do we think the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat or will they be dethroned? Tune in now to find out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast on the planet is Cheap Heat, and it is back on this Friday. And I'm joined by a man who's wearing a shirt that may disintegrate as we're talking. This shirt has been dying for years, begging to be uh, thrown into a fire to, to, to finally just be put to rest. But Dip is hanging on by a thread. That's right. It's 36 to 35 Dipperstein. Hey there. Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you today? I, I the, the shirt, uh, the shirt barely is. If it, it, it feels like it's barely on me. That's why I like it. I know it, it's it, it's it's the definition of new to Jace. It's clothing a Jace. <laughs> it's clothing a Jace. It's it's nude plus however you want to describe it. I am coming to you from the summer residence, uh, enjoying myself while uh, Natalie is off doing something that Dipperstein I, I I haven't even we haven't even talked about this this might be the whole show like what are your thoughts oh so for those of you who aren't on social media I have thoughts Miss Hatton uh, aka I missed me is on her uh her her, her solo honeymoon if you will she had been following this volcanic eruption in Iceland she wanted to go I could tell she wanted to go. I said, babe, go. You want to go? Go. 
She she literally I'm sitting in the car with her. She buys a plane ticket. She books a car. She books a hotel. And the next day she's off to Iceland by herself, renting a car, driving to a mountain. Then she does a five or six mile hike up the mountain with a backpack full of equipment. And then she's shooting and shooting. She meets a she meets another photographer who's like really big in Iceland. Fortunately, the guy was really generous and helped her out and helped her get back off the mountain because she said it was really scary at night and she didn't know it would be so crazy. She got help. She did what she does. And I just I imagined this is something I would never do. There's only one person out there who's less likely to do this than me. And he's joining me right now. His name is Dipperstein. What are your thoughts? My 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 first observation of the of the social media post from Miss Hatton is that uh, she's in Iceland. No ice. <laughs> no ice to be seen. No ice. If you're gonna go to Iceland and you don't see ice, what's the point of being in Iceland? You know, you know, you don't see much ice in Iceland. The ice is in Greenland. The ice is in Greenland. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, no, I thought the ice was all over the place in Iceland. No, the ice the ice is in Greenland, the green is in Iceland. Interesting. Uh well it doesn't seem like there's much green. It looks like there's just a bunch of rocks all over. Well, the she's place. on rocks. She's 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 very much around rocks. But I, but then but then I thought to myself, how would a volcanic eruption be involved with ice in any capacity? It seems like the polar opposite of of ice. Of ice. That's true, but there are vo- I bl- molten lava. No, there is hot molten lava, I believe, in places where there's ice, too. I do think there are, there may be volcanic eruptions in Antarctica. I think that is mm. possible. Now, keep in mind, this is a show that last week, uh, I'm sorry, earlier this week, this is a show where the host spent a good 10 minutes discussing whether or not Logan Paul could make it from Detroit to Dallas in time to walk with his brother to the ring. We debated it for a good 10 minutes without either host, myself or SGG, remembering that there's also an hour time difference, which probably should have been factored into the conversation. <laughs> so when you hear us talking about things like time or, or place, no one knows what the hell's going on on this show. Yeah. I, I, here's another question. What kind of bagels do you think they serve in Iceland? There's got to be a bagel in Iceland. I'm gonna, want me to ask her right now? Yeah. Where is Iceland? Is that anywhere near uh, Jersey? Where is that? Uh, do you really not know where it is? I have no idea where it is. I have it's no like idea. it's like between here and Europe, but north. So how far? How long's the flight to Iceland? Five out, five hours, I'd say. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you uh-huh. do you get a lot for your money in Iceland or nothing for your money in Iceland? How much is this oh call costing you? <laughs> it's, I think it's free. Hey, hey, babe, you're on cheap eat. Oh, what up? I miss you. Guys you. Miss me? I miss you, babe. <laughs> I, miss, I, I'm I miss in, me too. I'm in Greenland. Where are you? Dipperstein says he's in Greenland right now. <laughs> okay, okay, real real quick. Um, we're talking about your trip, and Dipperstein wants to know if there are any bagels in Iceland. Yo, I haven't seen any bagels, but they make a mean sourdough bread. I mean, it's better than the bagel, I, I gotta say. It's better than a bagel. What are you saying? Are you converting? A good sourdough bread. Like, yeah, the pastries and the bread and everything here is next level. Fucking wow. delicious. Maybe, the- maybe maybe, this is the heel turn uh, that I didn't expect from Natalie. She randomly shows up and says sourdough is better than bagels. All right, Dipperstein's going to ask a question. You're not going to hear it, but I'll send it to you. Dipperstein, what's the question? What... Uh- 
I forget what, what the uh, question, I forget what uh, I forget what the question was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dip just did, man. Yeah. If you were, if you're wondering, so he forgot his question. Uh, he asked about bagels. He also said, uh, "How expensive is is uh, Iceland?" Um, it's honestly, it's normal. It's regular, you know, regular priced. Um, better or worse than Turks and Caicos? It's way better than Turks. Let me ask you a sure. question. It, you've uh, been, here we go. Here we go. Like, he, he's got a question. He's got a question. It's like a Queens vibe. No, it's like Queens. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You've yeah, been to on. my house a question. few times. Do I make You've a been to my house a few times. Do I make a left or a right out of my driveway to get to Iceland? Do I, Dip wants to know, do I make a left or a right out of my driveway to get to Iceland? You make a right. Make a right. Make you a go right. down the hill. Right. I go down you the hill. Go, you got to go down the hill. Right. Oh, okay. Down, okay. Down the hill. Now, now right. Natalie, one more question. Uh, Dip asked me, where is Iceland? And I said that it is like between here and Europe, but north. That's correct, right? I believe so, yes. It's like, it's kind of above like the the UK. Um, the UK. And it's, right below. it's like in between the UK and Greenland. So where Dip is at right now in Greenland. Oh, yeah. Right, right in between. Oh, Dip, you're not far in in, uh, in Greenland. Oh, I'm looking at all this ice and, you know, all these ice caps. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look. Waterfalls that are frozen. It's a beautiful hey, we, In the meantime, we should have came here for our mini moon. We should have had our mini moon in Iceland. Really? Why is that? We could have explored a bit and then like oh, oh, yeah, Greenland Greenland's Gargantch. I got and by the way, I nailed it it's like directly between the United States and the United Kingdom. I mean like it, yes, Natalie, it's north of that and north of here, but it's like squarely in the middle. It's it's you still have like a lot of ocean, then Iceland, then more ocean, then the United Kingdom. I mean, you could swim to me from New York. Yeah, swim a Jace. How long was the flight? It looks very uh, close. Right, okay. <laughs> if it we, was it, about five hours. Five hours. All if right, we, dip, last question. If there are any, uh, if you find any peckerheads or cheap heaters in Iceland, please tell them okay. we said hello. Dip Dip says if you find any cheap heat fans, any peckerheads, please tell them we say hello. I absolutely will. I actually went live on Instagram, and a few peckerheads had messaged me on the chat. That they were in Iceland? I felt felt the love. No, not that they were in Iceland, just that they were supporting her. That's all. That's all. Supporting me on on the Instagram live. Uh, Just listen, honey. Just know that if we ever do, if if there's ever a WrestleMania in Iceland, we will definitely do a cheap heat meet and greet. Dipperstein says if WrestleMania ever comes to Iceland... We will definitely do a heat and greet in Iceland, okay? Oh, I would love that. All right. Love you, hon. Bye. Love you. Bye. So, Dip, how unlikely would you be to show up in a random place with equipment and just start hiking until you find fire? <laughs> I, I, I'm tell That's you, her trip. I ought to tell you right now. I have never personally hiked. I've been invited to hike. I've been, I mean, I live in LA, the hike. Oh my God, all their hiking, they're hiking and hiking. Everyone's just grabbing rocks and climbing up mountains. I have never personally hiked before. I've been invited many times to hike with, with you know, on dates, uh, with friends, with uh, family. I think my mother suggested we go on a hike once. I have turned it down every time. I have I, never personally hiked. I want you to know that if I ever reside in los angeles or have a property there and spend uh, time in los angeles i will always be with you to say no to a hike while everyone's hiking you and i will be sitting i, I can schmai 
Like they can hike up a mountain. We can go schmai on Rodeo Drive. Yeah, I, I, I'm down for a schmai any day of the week. A schmai and a hike are two completely different things. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, very different. There's a, the, the, the difference between schmaying and hiking, massive. Yeah, it's 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 a gargantuan. It, it, it's like WWE and an indie show in a church with 12 people. It's it, they're related, but it's not remotely the same thing. So anyways, uh, Natalie, actually, did you see her last post? Yes, I was. No, the one just now, not the live. Yes. Though with the fire, you saw I the molten saw, lava? I saw the molten lava. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I would be I would be very like, you know, like uh, eager to, to to go near the lava, maybe touch the oh, lava. You, you, You'd want to touch the. I want to touch I, lava. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, Dip, welcome to the show. Uh, you were missed on Monday, and today we're going to get to some mailbag. I also have an update to the contest. This is a big deal. I announced a contest on um, Monday, Tuesday show, where I said whoever could come up with the best heel turn storyline for Miss Hatton would win. The size 46 regular John Varvado suit that was worn by the groomsmen at the wedding. Since then, I've heard from my friend LV at Varvados, who Dip knows is a great guy. Yeah. And he reached out and he said, hey, don't just give away a 46. I'll take back the 46. Give away any size available to the winner. So now... If you're a peckerhead who is thinking, I want the suit, but I'm just not going to wear a 46, I believe anywhere between a 40 and a 46, you can all be in the contest. Everyone is in. I'll pick someone by Tuesday. We'll read some today. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. You give us the best Miss Hatton heel turn story, and you're winning a John Barbados suit, a very luxurious suit. There's there there's peckerheads in Reykjavik that are on the stairmaster as we speak, losing weight to become a forty rather than a forty eight. Right, right, no. And now you now you know you only if you're forty eight you got to get to forty six. If you're a but if you're a forty four, a forty two, a forty, you are in business. You're in the contest. So I I did want to share that with the people, uh, Dipperstein. We have SummerSlam this weekend. I don't know if you're aware of it. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm very aware of it. Um, I uh, you're not going though, and you're going to be deeply missed. I know. I know. Maybe I'll go to the Rumble in San Antonio. Is the Rumble San Antonio again? Oh, is it? Was it San Antonio? Why did I have that in my head? I think you do. You 100 made up where the Royal. Did Rumble I make was. that up? And by the way, you know what's crazy? The Royal Rumble. It's going to be 2024. Oh my God! Are you I know. kidding me? I know. Do they have? All right, here's a rumor. <clears throat> Trump, would week, Trump would have been around for almost 10 years <laughs> next year. <laughs> anyway. You mean, in the, you mean in this way? You're right. 2015. Yeah, yeah. Almost? Yeah, 2015. Running. All right. That is a, that's a long run. Do you realize the Trump run is way longer than like Hogan at his, at his peak already? It's a long run. That, it's crazy, right? Um, okay, so uh, there's, a, there's a story last week from Bleacher Report saying WWE rumors on LA Knight. Royal Rumble location, blah, blah, blah. Here's what it says. As for LA Knight, because I am curious about this, um, Dave Meltzer talked about um, apparently LA Knight's not being buried. They're just taking his time. That's according to Dave Meltzer last week. I believe that. And, and also the rumor here is PW Insider is reporting that WWE is considered. Oh, Dip, you definitely would want to do this. This is right up your alley. WWE is considering... Uh, 
Orlando, St. Petersburg, somewhere in Florida for the Rumble, which I have to tell you for January, that would be fantastic. I would enjoy that. I'll tell you, the only better place would be if they were holding the Royal Rumble in Beverly Hills. <laughs> but you don't. But you actually don't feel that way. Mm. Remember? No, I hold do, on. Remember? I, I don't feel that way. Uh, yeah. Well, you, be, you, you hate you hate a, you hate a big PLE in, in your hometown. It's not exciting. No, I'll definitely be in Orlando for the Royal Rumble if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, wait, wasn't Orlando the site of our favorite WrestleMania hotel of all time? That was so fun. Was that was that Orlando? Yes, it was. We were, I went to Disney. The lazy river of the millennium. Yeah, we were. We were. We were. Yeah. We were l- laying and floating up a storm. Yeah, people's feet were hitting my butt constantly at the on the lazy river. And do you Orlando. know? Do you remember? And and you know, what I have a distinct memory of. Do you know who was like legitimately? And this this sounds weird because we were confirmed adults, but uh, she was sitting with us. Do you remember what child was like sitting with us at lunch? Noel. Well, Noelle was not a child then. Noelle was a young adult. <laughs> a child? But she had a child, but she had a child hanging out with her. Here's the Oh, answer. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The that Rock's, child is now in NXT. The Rock's daughter, yeah. And, I mean, I, Noelle and her knew each other for obvious reasons, and so they were, like, hanging out because it's families they're all hanging out. So the Rock's daughter was hanging out with her. She was a kid at the time. What, like 13 years old? Maybe a little old. Like, yeah, like, that's – it was pretty cr- – and, like, at no, at no point when you see this kid – was the idea like, oh, in a few years, I'm going to blink and she's going to be an NXT. It is so weird. I know. What was that, like she, 16, 17? What year yeah. was that? Yeah. And, 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 then, and then here we are, all these years, a few years later, we're all trying to get into Wale Mania together. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, all of us, all of us failing miserably. Uh, no. Um, anyway. All right. So let's, let's real quick dip. I don't want to spend... We, you know, SGG and I broke down SummerSlam. We don't have to do that. Uh, we don't have to do it to a fine powder. So we'll do something different. But I do want to. I do want to ask. Yeah, there was a little bit of controversy I saw on uh, social media, which, by the way, I mean, have you ever seen a brand? Can you imagine building a brand that started at nothing? Someone built a brand from nothing. No one had heard of it. No one understood what the product was. Someone introduces a product that no one even remotely understands. It makes it to a place of such cultural relevance that there are verbs used in the English language because of this product. I'm talking about Twitter. And someone decides to buy it and just completely destroy that brand and give it a new generic title. It is so crazy. I really, I don't even think it's being covered enough. The Twitter to X thing to me is insane. Like, you don't use Twitter, so it doesn't affect you the same way. If you now try to go to Twitter, it, it'll work. It'll take you there. The, the bird is gone. The the, the logo right. is gone. It just says X. Like, it, 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 it's like something a character on Succession would do. It's not real life that you would. The word tweet became a legitimate real word. It's, it's Kleenex. They're like the Kleenex of social media. And you just said goodbye, goodnight. Anyways, but on Twitter, which I refuse to call X, uh, there was some debate this week about the the SummerSlam card, um, specifically how it is that there is no at this point no Becky and Trish uh, and no Rhea Ripley match. It is a little bit odd, and I understand that Dom just had a match at NXT. But guys, I mean, with all due respect to the Great American Bash. 
this is SummerSlam. The, the fact that Dom and Rhea are not right now on the card, I'm guessing they'll be involved with the Finn Balor-Seth Rollins match. But isn't it a little bit wild that Finn and uh, that that Dom and Rhea, who maybe is over as anyone, are not on the SummerSlam card? It is odd. I think they're trying to keep the, the card somewhat tight because I think they're going to give these matches a long time. Well, as it is now, you have seven regular matches and the Slim Jim Battle Royal, which SGG and I realized there had not been a main card Battle Royal in like seven years. I'm, I'm a, like I that. love Battle Royals. Me too, especially on a big stage like that. It's fun. Yeah, I love it too. But, you know, I don't know. I finally caught, I, I'm somewhat, I'm pretty much caught up. I, it had been a minute. I had been sort of lacking and everything, but I'm, I'm pretty much caught up right now. I mean, I watched Raw last night. Uh, I watched Raw from Friday last night um, just to sort of catch myself. Raw's up. on Mondays. Uh, SmackDown uh, is on Friday. I, I watched Monday. Um, I watched Raw you from don't... Monday okay. last night, and I sort of got myself caught up on everything and Oh my god! I mean, I, I gotta tell you, I thank God they have Logan Paul with Ricochet because that segment was really rough. Oh my god! I mean, I, he, I, can he? I, come on! I, okay. I I get it. He's not Stone Cold, okay? That's not what Ricochet does. But he he's he's held his own fine. It's not like brutal, considering he's not a talker at all. Does he need to talk at all? I mean, I, I, you know, it's like they why force that they hate each other? Why can't they just like why couldn't the storyline be that they totally respect each other and think that I mean, I know that Logan Paul's has to be over as a, as a heel and he still could be. But like, why? Well, could I, it, I guess they could it have doesn't done need to I be guess... like a vitriolic hatred between the two of them. They have the same gimmick and that they're both incredible in ring performers. And that's that's the point of this. They don't. Hate well, well here's the, the question. I'll that's ask. the I'll point ask you of better. the match. I'll ask you a question. I'll point out something good and and also ask a question as to how it could have been better. I love that they brought up the Samantha Irvin thing at the end I and guess. him saying, no, that's something. Dip, that could have been something. If they'd made that it could something, have been something. It's, it wasn't something. It was one they, they made sentence. It, they made it one sentence at the end. I would have made the entire thing Logan Paul coming up to her and talking to her and almost acting like he's hitting on her. Yes. And then and then being like, she's going to say my name at the end of the match. Oh, and make that a whole thing. They just like toss at the end like, oh, hey, Samantha Irvin, that's your fiance. Um, she's going to say my name at the end of the match. And then Ricochet's mad. No, I, I'm with that. I still found it to be a little something. They could have made it a real something. Base the whole thing around that. It feels like they thought about that at the last minute and were like, wait, wait let's just throw that in there. You know, because it's such a good idea. That's always, that always will get him heat. I mean, cheap heat indeed. That's a cheap heat. So the idea, the idea of them sort of just hating each other in a vitriolic feud for no reason doesn't, I don't like, I don't like when they do that. However, uh, it'll be a great match. There's no question. Logan Paul There's looks no doubt jacked. about it. Logan Paul looks jacked. Oh, he's, he's gargant. Logan Paul is uh, in in business. And I'm then excited Lud to see it. They must be burying Matt Riddle in some context because I can't believe that Ludwig Kaiser beat him last night clean. Yeah. Ludwig Kaiser. I said to myself during this match, Riddle, Riddle's Riddle. They're using him in in sort semi big spots, but it it doesn't feel the same right now at all. No, I I was I said to myself, I hope that Ludwig Kaiser beats Riddle because. It's like how predictable can each can like everything be <laughs> these days? It's, it's it's wins and losses are very predictable right now. It feels like, oh yeah, and you can predict and predict. Yeah, and so I was thrilled to see that Ludwig Kaiser beat Matt Riddle. You know, and sort of 
sort of patched up the dissension that was in the ranks of Imperium for the last uh, couple of weeks. Do you, I, I asked SUG, and I'll ask you the same since you just saw it. Do you think there could be? Do you think there could be anything to the Chad Gable? Oh my God, we have so many emails about Varvados. Oh my God, mm. I, I didn't, I didn't anticipate this many emails. <laughs> I didn't anticipate it. Oh boy. Um, do you think there could be anything to the Chad Gable surviving five minutes with Gunther? Or is that just like a, a way to show Gunther then beating the hell out of him and what a savage he is? Like, it seemed interesting, though, that, to do that with Gable. No, nah, I don't think it means anything. Speaking of Gable, SGG and I discussed this for a minute, but I haven't talked to you. Did you happen to see Gable Stevenson's match with Baron Corbin? No. You should go watch it. Okay. You should go get a look at him. I, I, I think you're going to like the way he is in ring. Okay. How do you like? How do you like that? I, I know I, that you've not been excited about it early on. I have not been either. Um, I did not think Gable had a, seemed to have a lot of uh, charisma. I very much liked his in ring style. Potentially, there could be some could be something there. I, I get it. Need, I'll watch it. I promise. I'm all in on Valhalla. You? Oh, really? You're a big Valhalla guy. I'm one of the biggest Valhalla guys in the biz today. Uh, why? Are uh, why? Just. It's, oh yeah, of course it's right up your alley. I'm looking at I'm looking at Barbarian circa 1991. I'm like, this is right. my girl. Yeah, this that is your oh my, it's your dream woman. By it's the my way. dream woman. Valhalla uh, is unfor- my dream woman. Uh, unfortunately, she's taken. You got to ask her if she has any friends that are very similar. <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna see. Her, and I see her. I'm gonna go. I got to ask you a question, Valhalla. Do you have any other Valhalla friends who would want like a tiny Jewish man that they can like lift up over their shoulder, <laughs> like it's like to the day's meat, and carry him <laughs> around and then eat him for dinner? <laughs> Um, Are there any other, you know, uh, you know, sort of barbaric, uh, you know, cave dwelling, you know, friends uh, that you have that could be with Dipperstein? You would love a barbaric cave dwelling woman who's very strong. (laughs) She cooks in like a huge pot with fire. She goes to to Iceland and she she looks at volcanoes and. Oh, my God. She imagines living in the in the in the in the cooled lava caves that. That result no, in, 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 in the in the in the explosion. Dip would ask, you know, can you make she would as a way to impress Dipperstein, this cave woman would start like um she would use her pot and fire to make homemade cream cheese. She'd be <laughs> melting down the she's yeah. taking milk, she's stirring it, and she's like yeah. she would she obviously wouldn't speak she speaks like barbarian. She'd be like I buy cream cheese. And and she'd be and he'd be like, What? And he, she's like, make you cream cheese. And then Deverstein, she presents him with this disgusting-looking cream cheese, but he has to eat it because he's touched by it. Where are the? And then she, yeah, yeah. She's like, but they, but there's no bagels, so you just pour the cream cheese on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm licking the cream cheese off the off the rock. Eat it, bite rock. (laughs) (laughs) And anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to look into this for you. Have you, uh, while we're going over things you have or have not seen from the week, have you uh, fired up the Cody documentary? No, but uh, I will be watching that for sure. Probably this weekend in the morning. That's a morning weekend watch for me. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it very, very much. I I must say. I go back and forth between between WWE docs and uh, the American Heroes channel. My my new favorite thing, as you know. Um. Uh yeah I I've en- I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I had something else I was about to ask you that was like of a real it was signif. 
Hmm. And it's, yeah, it was Signif, and it's now slipped away. Um, I can't remember if it was related to SummerSlam. This is really, really going to upset me. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Let's just go all the way to the bloodline. Jimmy. Go to the bloodline. Jimmy. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I remembered. Because it's bloodline related. Did you like see? No, you didn't. On social media, people were like freaking out, just not freaking out, but like really reacting to the fact that when Paul Heyman went on first take this week, he said uh, Stephen A. Smith brought up Bobby Heenan being great or being the goat, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, he's dead. I'm the goat." You're like, "Forget it. Who cares? He's dead." And people were like really making a thing about. I saw. This I saw that. I, I mean, that's a preposterous. Yeah. He's he's doing it. He's Heenan would would have loved that. I, Heenan. Uh, guys, a sto- if I've, I'm sure I've told it before, but I'm going to tell it one more time. I can't find it. I'm going to search for it, and maybe one day I'll find it. I'm sure I would have embarrassed myself with the dumb things I asked. But I interviewed Bobby Heenan in like 2005 when I was doing talk radio, okay? And it was shortly after, when did Gorilla Monsoon die? Wait, any prediction? I'm going to go 04 or 05. No. He died. No, 99. I, I was literally about to say 2000. Because I remember, like, in my, when I, I think I remember studying for my bar mitzvah at the time. Oh yeah, there. yes, and I remember they. There's an episode of Raw where that's from that Attitude Era where they talk about it. So I interviewed him. This is a while. This is years later already. Okay, but I've been out of wrestling. I'm not watching wrestling at the time. And I say to Bobby Heenan, I was like, uh, I, I was really sorry to hear about um, Gorilla Monsoon. And without any hesitation, he, hesitation, he just goes, "Yeah, so was he," and keeps going. Right. I so, mean, that's. It, Bobby does not stop but I will say I then saw like Arda Ocal who's a a great journalist and and wrestling historian of sorts put up a tweet that I really did disagree with and I I, you know tell me what you think about this okay he he basically was he was referencing the conversation too 
And I just thought he went a little bit too far with how he saw this. Um, I guess he felt strongly that uh, Paul Heyman is, in fact, the the GOAT, right? And I guess because this conversation was going on, it made him want to comment. Um, first, Bobby Heenan is laughing in heaven watching this. I would say, but he's watching in hell. Let's take this one step further. Paul Heyman has been the undisputed GOAT for many, many years. Any arguments for Heenan are rooted in nostalgia, and I idolized brain. No debate in any measurable category. Heyman is number one all time. I wrote to him, slow down, Arda. No debate in any measurable category. A, what is actually measurable in art? B, it's definitely up for debate. Paul does some things better. Bobby does other things better. But it's not just nostalgia that makes people think Bobby is the GOAT. To which he replied, art is subjective. Okay, fair enough. I honor the opinions even if I disagree. What did Bobby do better? In quantifiable categories, money, main event, longevity, impact to big storylines, does Paul not edge out every other manager in history? I love Bobby. We all do. I, I just, I guess here's what I'll say, Dip, and you can give me your take. You have every right to think Paul Heyman's the greatest ever, and I, it's fine that people think that. Um, I think Bobby Heenan is the greatest talent who ever played a manager role. I think, as I've said before on this podcast, I think he may be one of the greatest talents ever in the wrestling business, period, full stop. They operated in completely different eras. Um, you can't even compare. I saw like, you know, Brian Waters talking about it and, and Brian said some, you know, some smart things, but about how what Paul did, for example, in the Cody Roman story, how Paul not only assists Roman, but how much he ends up kind of putting over Cody. And yes, it's done in a completely different way than when Bobby Heenan was around. But Bobby was such an incredible foil for Hulk Hogan and others. Uh, I won't even you won't even get into the fact that obviously Paul came from being a promoter, okay? So he has that in his wheelhouse, which is awesome. Bobby came from being a wrestler. Bobby Paul, I'm sorry. Paul's bumps are effective, I guess, in that he looks like, you know, like he he gets hurt. But Paul can't really bump. Bobby offered a whole different thing altogether. It's it's almost it is hard to make the comparison. Here's 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 the difference in my opinion between Bobby the Brain Heenan and Paul Heyman. At his height of, of managerial status, post-wrestling, post which to me is post, this is like post-AWA and whatever else. This is, let's say... From the second he started doing commentary and managing in WWE through no, WCW? 1985. 1986. 85, 86, 85, yeah. 86 through... You know, 97, 98. Okay. He was the company's heel. He was the heel of the entire company. Well, then if you're talking about WWF, then you're talking about through 93. Yeah. Yeah. Through 93. I'm not, you're talking about WCW too. For, for in, in those six, seven years, eight years, whatever that he was prominent on TV, he was the, the, the heel of the whole company. He right. was managing many different wrestlers. He was hosting the show's. Uh, the you know the talk you know he was hosting the the weekend shows he was always the vo he was the heel voice of the company Paul never was that Paul is just 
a an icon in the architecture of of the business in general, you know, since since he stepped onto the scene as a teenager. He's been he's been an architect of 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 the of of wrestling as a whole. I mean, that's a strong strong way of putting it, but yes, okay. He he's an innovator. He changed he he did I mean, what he did with ECW and the realism that he's brought with his characters he you know he he definitely has played a part in revolutionizing WWE uh, oh, yeah. or sports entertainment or however you want to describe it. Oh yeah. I think Paul Heyman's impact on the business at large. Architect, I would save architect for Vince McMahon. I would save architect for like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just He's like the god. He's the great creator. But I'm just saying um Paul Heyman is more influential and important to the business at large than Bobby the Brain Heenan. But yes. Bo- but Bobby the Brain Heenan gives gives you a certain feeling that Paul Heyman never can and never will. Well, how, 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 I think you were scared to take the step because we both know Paul, and I don't want to get yelled at by him. I, I think you could sum it up by saying Paul Heyman is overall more important to the business, and his impact is larger as a result of that. I think Bobby's the better talent. I do. I think pure talent. I'm taking Bobby Heenan. I think his acting was more realistic. Yeah, he maybe. He could bump. He could, his commentary. Listen, Paul, I actually really enjoyed Paul on commentary. It wasn't a long run of him doing it, but I thought he was good. But Bobby has years on commentary. And by the way, Bobby was then good as a babyface commentator on WCW. Bobby just has years and years of doing that. He, 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 you're right. He was the, you put it really well. He was the heel of the entire company. Yes, it wasn't the same. He didn't cut promos in the middle of the ring for 15 minutes and really get people over in that way. But by the way, that wasn't what he was tasked to do. He was tasked to really get the baby face over, no matter who the guy next to him was. And that's what he did. His talent level was that high that, honestly, you could give him someone great or you could give him a jabroni. And the baby face, the crowd was still going to be just screaming because they wanted to see Bobby Heenan pay the price. I mean, they believed in him so much as somebody that was able to put the the heels, the baby faces over and get over the heels as heels that they put him with the Brooklyn Brawler. They toss him in with whoever. They needed someone, anyone they're trying to get over. They're like, give him a Heenan, see what happens. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to clarify what I said about, about he make you feel in a way that Paul never could. I, I just, I mean nostalgia was. Like, I see, I see Paulie dangerously with the cell phone or whatever, and it, I love it. I mean, it makes me feel warm inside. Okay, I love the Dangerous Alliance. I love, you know, his time. Like, like Paul in 1989, you know, with the, with with the Samoan SWAT team and all the people that he managed. Yeah, but at old, that time. old, right? That's great. Old school Paul's made. It's made, uh, but, it, made. but it wasn't impact. But it wasn't impactful in any way close to Bobby. Heenan That's at what that time. I was just about to say. It, it doesn't right. make you feel the same level of nostalgia just as a hardcore fan like we are than it than Paul than uh, than Bobby did at that time. No, he was. And listen, Paul was a kid at that time figuring out how to do it all. And then, of course, he went on to do all these other amazing things. And listen, does Paul believe what he's saying? Probably. He probably does believe he's the greatest manager of all time. And he is. He's uh, he's up there. uh, He's on the Mount Rushmore. No question. I mean, I I think it's him and Bobby battling for it. You know, I saw Jimmy Hart commenting about it, too, because he had a line making fun of Jimmy Hart, too. Um, and saying like Jimmy Hart's still alive and he's like well not all my wishes have been come true yet or something like that you know and Jimmy Hart posted like I'm still alive baby <laughs> you know but Jimmy's great he and po- up there he posted on the reel with the gif with the painting but but really 
Oh, he did? He posted on that? Yeah. Jimmy did? Oh, what'd he say? He was like, I love it, baby, with the megaphones. I got to tell you, do you, have I talked about the Jimmy Hart follow yet on the podcast, Dip? No. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. This is Mage Dip. I have a lot of cool people who follow me that I'm like, wow, that's neat that they follow me. Do me a favor. Are you looking at your phone? I can tell you're looking at your phone. Go to Instagram. Go to Jimmy Hart's page. Like, it, it, it's a terrible IG name, so you'll have to just type in Jimmy Hart, and hopefully it comes up. It's like Jimmy Hart, WWE, Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. It's crazy. Re, when, once you find it, read the name of his account, by the way. Do you see it yet? Yeah. Jimmy Hart, it? Mouth of the South, WWE, OHOF. <laughs> <laughs> now, go to his account. Are you looking at it? Yeah. Look at how many people he follows. 103. I'm, I'm one of 103. And by the way, he's just gone up a bunch. He's got, I was one of the, I was on there. It was like, I was one of 46. I was like, oh my God. I'm, what a lovely man that Jimmy Hart. He, he's up there. Let me tell you, he's another one. I mean, he, he is somebody who I was very starstruck to meet the first time that I met him. I haven't met him that often. I have never had a conversation with him. I would love to. I, I, dude, he is so friendly and always around and wanting to chat. I honestly, until he followed me, he's always so nice to me and complimenting me on my work. I almost thought he was just blowing smoke until I saw that I was one of the first people he followed on Instagram. Oh, and then I was like, oh, I guess he's being sincere. That's like, he's a cheat. Dude, Jimmy's never going to be in the Bobby Paul conversation, but he's almost damaged by the end of his legacy kind of running around with Hogan and WCW. I guess. Because th- that was such a mainstream part of his legacy. But Dip, don't, instead of looking at that end of his legacy, go to Memphis instead and go all the way back and see how impactful he was without throughout the Lawler years. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Hart was Bobby Heenan in Memphis. Yes. You know, like he was a mage, mage, mage. I mean, he's he's an icon. I mean, the the idea like uh, him in those promos with the Rougeos and I mean, I'm saying things that the whole audience knows and loves. I'm just saying it, it. He's a he is somebody that truly lived and lives the gimmick and will forever. Also um, on the Mount Rushmore, I got it. No, no, he no, he's he's on he's on Mount Rush. Of course yeah. he is. Um, but I I think hey, I ready? Think for, wait, hold on. Let me let me interrupt. And I'm I'm happy I'm happy to debate this. And there's other I know there's there's Mount Rush at Jace too. Of course there's Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Jimmy Hart, Sensational Sherry. That's the Mount Rushmore managers for me. Uh, no, me too. Me too. I, I think uh, that there, people there, will there are argue, a lot of people don't. They I will. Think people will argue Captain Lou. Um, I think people will argue Freddie Blassie. Well, and that's and with good reason. He's got a he's got a lot. I think people. I think there's, there's. I mean, you can go on and on, but ultimately, um, you know, those are those are the ones for me. I mean, that that made the most impact on me as an early wrestling fan and beyond. J.J. Dillon, Paul uh, Paul Barra, Paul, uh, Jim Paul, Cornette will get love. Cornette, Paul Bearer, sure. These are all these are all up there, but. While we're having this immense uh, manager conversation that popped up, I would like you, I would like to remind everyone, I'll, I'll maybe post it in the Discord. Um, if you type in Bobby Heen and Peter Rosenberg, um, do you remember, Dip, the article I wrote when he passed? Yes. 
I wrote an article on ESPN.com. Um, Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan helped shape the world of professional wrestling. And I wrote it on September 18th, 2017. And I'm very proud of this article. They even Dip, they included the picture that you took of me talking to him. One of the great things you've ever done as a friend. Because I didn't tell anyone. I don't think. I don't think I said anything. I just went and started talking to him. And when I came back, Dip had taken pictures of me talking to him. I was so emotional that day about it. Yeah. I was I, I was like I was so emotional about beating him. Obviously, the state that he was in makes it extra emotional. It it was hard to see him at that time. Yeah. But anyways, go read the article. I was I was super proud of it. And I and I just want to say before Paul yells at me. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to sit here and kiss Paul Heyman's ass. All right, that's done 24-7, 365. Everyone kisses his ass. He's an icon. He kisses his own ass, for God's sake. He's the best. But for me, Heenan will always be my guy. He, he And it's, it is not just nostalgia-based. For me, with Heenan, it's just this level of talent that I saw in him, This the, how quick he was, how realistic he was when he seemed scared. You you like when he got that famous episode of Raw that he when he gets kicked out, his last episode where he gets kicked off of Raw, you like actually felt bad for him. Like you actually felt it felt sad. I mean, I what like, about what about the episodes of, of, of Primetime when it was at in eighty nine when you had him and and um Piper going at each other for weeks and weeks and you re- I, you legitimately felt like hey piper why don't you back why don't you why don't you back off a little bit <laughs> dude that that's what i'm saying like you know and i will say you know Heyman, the one thing i've been critical about with Heyman and the roman story is i think there are times when he's intentionally i think it's become his style a little bit he can be intentionally cartoonish in the way he plays you know his big eyes and <gasps> everything's meant to feel like very very big um I really think Heenan, considering it was the 80s, was actually like a master of nuance. He he was sort of like he had a he had a real range of emotions. Like the, it it's I know it sounds silly, but like if you really go back like Dip saying and you watch all the prime times, the different iterations of prime times cuz they changed it. Then he had the Bobby Heenan show when he introduced Ric Flair. I mean, he, there are all these things he did and he really did show different sides. And then, of course, when he gets to WCW, he shows you had another side that you didn't know he had. I also, I mean, he also basically botched the, uh, the Hogan turn. But besides that, he had a perfect career. I, You know, you go back and watch it. I don't even. Hold on. I see a bug on the couch. Something needs to die. I'm sorry. Okay. Hold on. Talk talk about something, Dip. Talk about something else you watched this week. Have you, have you, caught, up with, um, have you caught up with Adam Cole and Max Friedman? Almost. I'm almost there. I'm going to say, like, I never, I, you know, I I, I didn't think he botched the, the Hogan thing. I know he, I know, every, I know that popular belief is that he did botch the Hogan thing. But the truth is, uh, you know, you, you watch it back again and it was still a gigantic shock, you know? So I don't know. Anyway, um, anyway, there's a lot of people like that are, that are left off of the SummerSlam card. Um, there's, there's a, there's a shortage of, of, you know, not a shortage of talent, but definitely a, a shortage of, uh, of, of emerging talent that is on the car. I mean, you have no Austin theory, I don't believe, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, you don't have the street profits. There's a lot of people that are not on the card. Um, but regardless, um, you know, uh, uh, pigs in a blanket from Trader Joe's will be eaten. And that's really all there is to say. 
Um, uh, yeah, and, and also, Trish and Becky being left off is weird too. I, I'm fine. I'm already over that storyline, but I, I, yeah, I understand. But it is weird to not end it. Here. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd it. like to see Becky get the it's, final win off Trish. Um, I want to say one cap on Paul Heyman, and I, I'm, I am so embarrassed that I don't know the answer to this question because I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't have that much time to read wrestling books. Is there a Paul Heyman book? Has there? No. Okay, I, I need to reach out to Paul about that. I mean, I think it's time. Don't you think? I'd love to help Paul with that. You know, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. I, I mean, um, I got to ask Paul why he hasn't done a book. Hold on. Has he done a book? What is this? Um, I'll tell you a book I did finally finish. I, f- I finally I f- he wrote he wrote a Brock Lesnar book. OK, but he hasn't written the, de- the definitive Paul Heyman life story wrestling perspective opus, which I think is interesting. I, I mean, I, there's certainly still time, but uh I'd love to see him. Love to have. Love to see what he's wait, up to. There. Wait, 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 wait. Nope. Forget it. Forget it. He did forget it. Get it. Oh, my bad. He he did. And how have I not read? When did he? Did he not do it like in a real way? Or does it? No. It looks like it doesn't exist. Oh, it's like a fan fiction. The, thing. The, no, no. The Heyman Hustle. Paul uh, Wrestling's Most Extreme Promoter Tells All by Paul Heyman. I don't think this is a real thing. I don't think I remember that. Apparently not, because you just asked if you ever wrote a book. I, I don't. It's like popping up on weird. I, there's like no ratings of it. It's like it didn't come out. I don't. I don't Here. think it's really out. Uh, I'm looking, and everything says zero reviews, not rated. Oh yeah, it's not real. It's not real. This is this is not a thing. Oh, I don't. I don't know why there's like a fake thing of it, but it's clear this is unavailable. Blah blah blah. It's it's not a thing. I'll so yes, you, I did. That finish, should happen. I did finish Brian Gewertz's book finally, and I texted him, and I, I just said that it was the most fun read, wrestling read I think I've ever had. Um, and uh, he's just one of the most interesting, fascinating, you know, behind the scenes people in, in the history of wrestling. So shout out to Brian Gewertz and his great book. If you haven't read that book, I know Peter, you have. If you have not read that book, I highly recommend it. Um, and well, no, uh, I, I started reading it before you. I just don't finish books. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant and a lot of fun. It's a, it's it's fantastic. And it's you know, it's from an era that I was you know, my interest slightly waned during college as as many of you know or like in, like through like slightly throughout high school and through college. So I I you know, it was a, a stuff I it's a lot of stuff I'd never heard or never heard, you know, told stories about it, and I thought it was really interesting. So, shout out to Gewertz. Go out and get that book. Here's the end of the article that I wrote on Bobby the Brand. Often when we lose someone, we become hyperbolic in the moment, overwhelmed with the loss. There's no, descri- there's no description of Bobby Heenan's career that is exaggerated. He was absolutely one of the most talented people ever in the wrestling business. He never wasted a moment on television, and he made every talent around him better. The most memorable line that Gorilla Monsoon used towards Bobby Heenan is in those moments, in his moments of faux frustration, was, will you stop? I think I speak for every wrestling fan in the world when I say I wish he never did. Thanks, Bryn. I'm making myself cry. I think um, L.A. Knight will win the Battle Royal. No, Dip wasn't as touched by the moment as I was. I think that Logan Paul will beat Ricochet. I think that Shayna Baszler will 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 beat Ronda. Are you, are you are you trying to do picks? What are you doing? I'm are doing. You, I'm do right you want to do a pick segment? You're just so you're. This, is, this I'm is scrolling your pick through segment. the card. Don't yell at me. I know, but you're just start going, I think, I think, I think. You have to say, this, this is how radio works. Are we going to do, you want to call, do you want to pick every match? 
Yes. I would just tell you, it doesn't sound interesting if you just go, I think, and I think, let's put a thing on it then. You said you wanted to skip the thing. We're not going to skip the thing then. Jesus Christ. I just want to do rapid fire. All right. Well, then then let me set you up with the rapid fire. Okay, good. Set me up. Set Set me up. You sound like a Jewish grandfather rambling on at the delicatessen. (laughs) All right. So you you like LA Knight to win the battle royal. You like Baszler over Rousey in the MMA rules match, which, by the way, we were discussing the other day. What does that look like? Is it going to be a wrestling match where you have to win by by either tap out or knockout? Or are they actually going to try to work an MMA match, which would be very interesting? Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a worked MMA match. That's my You think so? Yeah. You know how weird that could look? That could be really hard. It could be interesting, though. Oh, totally. It would be fascinating. It would be fascinating. I I, I don't think it's going to be that. I think you're wrong. I think it's going to be a just straight up wrestling match. Um, with the rules, that's all. All right, Gunther versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, well, I said Logan Paul will beat Ricochet. Well, I, I have an order. Don't oh. don't mess with the order, man. All right, what is it? Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I think Gunther takes it. Me too. Uh, Ricochet, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Agreed. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Roman Reigns. I agree. Oscar versus Charlotte and Bianca. Oscar Bianca. I agree. Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Seth freaking Rollins. I disagree. I have Finn Balor. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Cody Rhodes. I agree. That was a fascinating segment. Now, let's move on. I know. You and I just went with the most predictable answers for every single one. Uh, So real quick, I know you're catching up last night on Dynamite. Well, we're recording this on Thursday. Sorry, cat's out of the bag. I got to tell you, man. Max was so good. He did something that was so critical to me. He's having this baby face segment where he's explaining to the crowd basically like everything he's been through and why he was the way he was. And it's like this baby face promo. But he did this really important nuanced thing. He's basically like after explaining why he's like a piece of crap. I forget the word he used. Scumbag maybe. I can't remember. After all of it, he's like, by the way, I'm still that scumbag. It's not going to change overnight. I'm still that. But wasn't, what was the word? I'm sorry, everyone. I'm messing up and forgetting the word. He was like, I, but I, I, I'm still that scumbag, but I want to be your scumbag. And I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm messing up the word. They all start chanting it. Be our scumbag or whatever the thing is. What was the fucking word? Um, but it was so good. And it, again, it further makes me believe, and then he ends up giving Adam Cole the match at All In. And I, it, it furthers my opinion that Cole is turning on Max. Max is not turning on Cole. I have no inside information on that, but whatever happens, whether it's Max turning on him or him turning on Max, it's going to be great. These two have incredible chemistry. It's a it is a fantastic storyline. And the way that, Oh, what's scumbag, by the way? I got it right. The way he that he's he's our scumbag. The yep. way that Max is evolving himself is so brilliant. I'm not sure there's a better mind in wrestling right now. I mean, he okay. is he's he, he, he's he's the he's the current goat. I gotta tell you, you're 
He's amazing. No one is like him. I know, but you, but I know, but this, you know what? Just lay out and let me explain it, because you're not even caught up yet. You're just, you're just kissing his ass. You're like Paul Heyman kissing his own ass with Max right now. I'll tell you why Max is great. You haven't even watched last night yet. You're, you're, you're just getting through Raw. You might not get to Dynamite until Friday. Well, guess what? There's no show Saturday. Sunday. And then I'll we're get, on the I'll collision. get to Dynamite on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I'm telling you, you don't even know how great he is yet until you see what he did last night. It was the most n- nuanced he's been. He really, it was, a, it was almost like I was like, oh, he's going to go too far and he's going to go too babyface-ish. And then the fact that he threw in, like, I'm not going to change overnight. I'm trying. I'm, oh, I, I haven't texted him yet. I have to tell him. And, and, and I'm telling you, and I know nothing either. And he made a, you know, he very much won't tell me anything. And I tell him just like I'm sure you do. I don't want to know anything. I, I, I firmly believe this is the baby face turn. It is happening. I don't know how long this one will last, but it is happening. And it will be solidified at all in. When they have their match together and Adam Cole does something low and wrong to beat Max. And Max will be a full-on babyface. What are your thoughts? I disagree. You think it's going to go the other way? (laughs) Yes. But you got to watch last night. I'm going to watch. No, I know, but your opinion, you can't... See, you gotta wait. Tell me what you think okay. on Tuesday. Ar- stop yelling. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I to feel you. so bullied right now. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to bully you. But you last oh. night so essential to. Bu- you, I'm just. I, I'm just telling you. It's hard. It's like in wrestling storylines. One week to one week changes the way the whole thing is viewed. I think after what happened last night, where Max goes so babyface in this nuanced way. Now listen. Maybe you'll see it the same way. Maybe you'll go. No, it's still the devil being the devil. He's just playing a trick. I don't know, but that's what makes it so good. That's what makes this so good. The rest of the show, well, it was okay. Um, gosh darn it, Dip. We were I was supposed to read a bunch of these emails, and now we're not going to get to any of the emails. Should we read one today? One email, and then I got to bounce. All right. You, you don't have to bounce. Don't you do that to the universe. I got to bounce. All right. All right. Let, I'll start with the first one that was sent. Varvedo's contest with audio. Hold on, he sends an MP3. That was really tough. It's really hard. Right? Hold on, hold on. He produced something? Hold on, hold on. Oh my god. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's let's read this email. Oh, whoa. This is the first one. Brandon writes us, sweet Pete, judging from Miss Hatton's call this week, it sounds like the heel turn has already begun. Attached is her first real heel promo, minus the show host's commentary. With this edit, you'll see all the signs are there. Oh, my God. I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> Me too. Miss, Miss Hatton thinks the honeymoon is already over, as she is the real talent in Casa de la Rosenberg. <laughs> Iceland is code word for the icy temperatures Dipperland Ranch Nest thermostat is set at. In a future episode, Miss Hatton will present a perfectly smeared bagel to Pete as a distraction, only to take the dip wedding gift painting off the wall and slam it over Pete's head, rendering him unconscious. She is now managed by Dip Flair in his finest sweater vest as the ultimate heel. In the closing shot of the episode, Miss Hatton will take Pete's seat throwing on his headphones so he can finally hear what stat guy and dip are saying and begin her reign over cheap heat with the opening line now you'll never miss me (laughs) (laughs) 
Q, Q stat guys. Oh my goodness. And dips. I love wrestling. Wrestling is great. Good night. Good luck. Fade to black. Brandon from Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania. All right, let's let's hear the audio he sent. And he said this is minus the commentary that's needed. Here we go. Do you want to hear what a real heel Miss Hatton sounds like? Let's let's try. It. That was really tough. It's really hard right now. That's fucked up. This is torture. I'm not me right now. I feel like death. Greg. We spent a lot of money to do this. I miss me too. (laughs) This is crazy. That's how Brandon's starting thing off things off with a story and audio. Oh my god. That was very mage. Can I, I I feel obligated to read one more. Okay. So it's not fair. It's not fair. Let's okay. read one more. Luke sends his. Natalie heel turn storyline. The basis of the Natalie heel turn is that she was always a heel and always craved the spotlight. She was brought on the podcast and dropped a few decent catchphrases and got over to a certain degree then was given a push and was teamed with the top guy. And because of this, the fans accepted her and wanted her to do well. However, over time, her true character comes out. The admiration from the fans made her thirst for more, and eventually she was overcome with the idea that she was the main attraction. It was time for a change, and she could no longer stay in the background. Success could often go to one's head, and that's exactly what happened here. Instead of being grateful for the platform she was given, she was jealous and thus lashed out at the fans and the man that gave her the platform she so desired. It's a story as old as time, and very reminiscent of a feud in the mid-80s between Hulk Hogan, who in this case would be one Peter Rosenberg, and Paul Orndorff, here played by Miss Hatton herself, Natalie. Rumor has it that at a recent event, she insisted on being introduced as Miss Wonderful and came out to the cheap heat theme, similar to the way Orndorff used to come out to Hogan's theme. I'm not sure who goes over at the big event, but this is a fantastic storyline played out incredibly well by all parties involved. Stay mage, enjoy yourself, Luke. P.S. I'm getting married in October and might just be looking for a dope suit to wear to the rehearsal dinner, and 46 regular just happens to be my size. (laughs) Pick of our wedding invitation below. Wow. Um, that is very good, Luke. Thank you very much. You got stiff competition, though, with a guy coming with full audio. Wow. Uh, both were mage, though. Both are mage. There are a lot more. Oh, someone then edited. Luke then tried to send an edit to his storyline. Uh, it's too late. I'm sorry. I read that one. Uh, all right, everyone. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We're going to have a lot of Arvados emails to read. Uh, we'll get to them. We have to have a step- special episode. Because now it's open to more sizes. Dip, I have like 30 of these, and this is when it was just 46 regular. Uh, now we're going to see. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Everyone enjoy SummerSlam this weekend. We'll be back to break it down on Tuesday. Uh, if you're in Detroit, drop me a line. Try to say hello. Dip, stay major and enjoy yourself. Yeah, definitely stay major. Like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like ease. 
and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.